Today, once again, at the beginning of the month of Gemini. This is how we can observe time and try to know the hidden dimensions of the movements that are conducted by time, though we think that we are moving. It is the time that conducts and we are but subservient to the dictates of time. All that which is within the creation is only preceded over by the time, and time is the Lord of creation. The Lord Himself expresses as time in creation. Please note that Lord Himself expresses as time in creation. Bhagavan Kalamurtihi, that's how it is said. So time moves beings, time moves the entire wheel. There are wheels within the wheels, so many wheels, ten times ten. The wheel rotates, in that we keep on moving. As long as we are orienting ourselves to the dimensions of time, we gain certain additional understanding, and that understanding enables additional unfoldments. Every additional unfoldment of an understanding gives the needed joy and bliss. Unfoldment itself is a process of joy. Just like when you see a flower as a bud, as it gradually unfolds, we feel the joy of its unfolding. Likewise, when a seed sprouts, we see the joy of its sprouting. It's an aspect of growth. An aspect of growth is an aspect of unfoldment. So when these unfoldments happen in us, there are a waves of consciousness expressing themselves joyfully. So it came to me when I was stepping in here, that I was here on 22nd April and again on 22nd May, and that itself is a very joyful recollection that in the beginning of Taras, I had the fortune of relating to you, and again at the beginning of Germany, we are once again allowed to be in this joyful union for almost eight days to come. So that's how we see it. And then the moon phase, when we met last time here, was the descending eleventh moon phase, Bahulayakadasi. And today morning it is again Bahula Ekadasi and now it is Dwadasi. It was on Thursday we met last time and today we are meeting on Monday. Such as those things can be seen to see what the cycle, see it cyclically we keep meeting and departing. So in this certain meanings can be seen. It's a way of knowing 
the the playfulness of time as much as we have the inquisitiveness which is but a fundamental quality for knowledge these things keep happening within us otherwise the mind always tends us to the routine of the day and the routine of the day is just the same every day it is the same but every day is different that it is different can be seen when we have an ability to observe an ability to witness this ability to observe the ability to witness enables us to know to know is joyful and then to do acts of goodwill supports this knowledge the activity of knowledge as long as you are engaged in acts of goodwill it has a supportive principle to support if you wish to know you can know that's why it is said by the masters of wisdom that we should will to live to start with we should will to live and then to know and then to do good this is how it is the will to live the will to know and the will to do good so the will to know stands as the middle point which enables us the will to live see when it is joyful and you are knowing and you are unfolding and further unfolding and further unfolding there is a purpose for living so you wish to live as long as it is joyful you would you wish to live if it is not joyful it is very boring it is, and life is full of sicknesses full of problems and full of negative thoughts we feel that uh, it's better that we get away the the will to live is considered to be a, a very healthy thought because it is not by our will but by the divine will we are all here <coughs> so the divine will that we should be here and that, that we should know and that we to and that we do good and thereby be joyful so this knowledge is what we try to gather each time we are here knowledge is an endless um, ocean you see it has no limits in it knowing is joyful but this knowing enables unfoldments when it is uh, associated with acts of charity acts of goodwill acts of and an attitude of humility and uh, trying to be truthful this is how this the whole game is so therefore to be once again here on this occasion of the grand initiation which we call mekal it is by the will of the master that i am here almost a week before so though we don't may not have regular sessions small talks keep happening for 15 20 minutes every morning evening just to orient to the day of initiation
which happens to be next Monday. So there is a preparation for a week for us to to enter into the energies of the Mekal and experience the Mekal. And the month of Gemini, as I said, is month of brotherhood. Third house in astrology speaks of brotherhood. In your own horoscopes, if you see what do you have in your third house, it speaks of your cobar, your brothers and your sisters. For a disciple, the brothers and their sisters are soul-related ones. So to be in association with the soul-related ones in the month of Gemini is a great blessing. To be in relation with the brothers of the soul, that's what we call Atma Bandhula. There are Deha Bandhus, there are Atma Bandhus. Among Deha Bandhus there may be some Atma Bandhus, but this need not necessarily be so. And among Atma Bandhus there may be Deha Bandhus also, it's okay then. The priority is Atma Bandhu. So to be in relation with the aspiring souls, the ones who are aspiring for truth, to be in association with them is intended in the month of Gemini. That's why the Master wants that we gather in the month of Gemini and that we experience brotherhood and also experience the group consciousness which is called the Aquarian Consciousness. It is for this reason this initiation is intended to be in the month of Gemini. All great novers, they have set Gemini as the month of initiation for humanity. It was so with Moses. He gave initiation, what we call Pentecost, which happens in the month of Gemini. Pentecost was the day on which Moses gathered those who followed him and initiated them. And then Lad Maitreya himself presides over the Gemini full moon and initiates people from ancient most times. And after the full moon is presided over by Master Jarpur to whom Lord Maitreya entrusted the work of grouping the aspirants. Since about 5000 years, it is Lord Maitreya who has been grouping aspirants all over the globe and then transmitting energies of synthesis, establishing brotherhood among beings and enabling the work to happen. And Lord Maitreya himself was born during the full moon hours of Gemini. For that, if you wish, you can look to the details in the book written by Master E.K. on Pura, in the named Purana Purusha. Vedavyasa was born on the full moon of Vaishak and Lord Maitreya was born on the full moon of Gemini. It is mostly the work of Lord Maitreya to ensure that the brotherhood of humanity 
is established on the planet to help this humanity to cross over to the higher realms. So he relates intensely with true aspirants throughout this month and much more so during the full moon hours. That's how it is. And the work is given and a deputy is appointed for the work and that is whom we call Master Jwalakuru, that he conducts the work while Lord Maitreya presides over this activity of fraternity which is also called community. Maitreya, those whoever is blessed by the world teacher Lord Maitreya, he continues to be a member of Maitreya Sangha, which is called Maitreya Community. And the one who is said to be a member of that community is called truly the communist. The concept of communism also emerged from the same source, but it got distorted and degenerated. So communion in the heart is the basis to be eligible to be a member of the community of Lord Maitreya. For that reason, the knowledge is seen as a means to to reach the heart and experience the communion in the heart where the souls meet and rejoice. So the month of Gemini is dedicated to Lord Maitreya. The month of Gemini is dedicated to Lord Master Jwalkul. The month of Gemini is dedicated to the groups of true aspirants all over the globe. Whatever is their faith, whatever is their belief system, the fundamental principles are humility, meaning not not aggrandizing oneself, just to stay in humility, and then to be to to be charitable and to pursue truth. These are the three fundamentals. In that manner, whoever is working, such ones are gradually picked up by the hierarchy. So, to get associated with the hierarchy itself is a great blessing. So, that work is essentially carried out in the month of Gemini. <coughs> Therefore, the month of Gemini is meant for the humanity at large and is specially meant for the aspirants who follow the specific path, consecrating their lives to a path. So normally we, when, when we, we inform people, when we make a gathering like this, to fall in line, isn't it? In vertical lines, in horizontal lines. To fall in line means to fall in line with a specific path of knowledge by which you, re, you reach the truth. And in the process of your reaching truth, you would touch upon the energies of the heart where you experience the brotherhood. It's on the way, you should necessarily experience the brotherhood, relate to groups, serve the groups, work for their upliftment in terms of knowledge, and move forward into realms of greater light. 
Therefore, Gemini is seen is the month for the for the New Age discipleship. Gemini is very suitable for New Age discipleship because it is an airy sign, and Aquarian age is also an airy age. Aquarius is an airy sign; it's a spiritual air. Gemini is mid-air. Libra is the mundane air. This is how it is seen. The triple air: Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. These are the three months that relate to air in us, air around us. So, being in the mid-air, the master enables influx of the spiritual air coming from higher circles, transmit to us who are always staying in the mundane air in Libra. We are all indulgent with the mundane world, isn't it? So the air that works with us is mostly around Libra or the navel. The navel is very active. In Gemini, the throat is active. In Aquarius, the top of the forehead is active. So linking of these three is the work that is carried out by a master of wisdom, that right from your upper part of the forehead up to the navel, a vertical line of light is established, which is what we call the higher bridge. We say the higher bridge beginning, isn't it? When we say higher bridge beginning, it is the bridge from navel, where you are, to the heart, to the throat, to the ajna, and then beyond ajna to the point where you have the touch of the Absolute or Brahman. That's how the vertical path happens. So this is what is all allowed, uh, is about to be worked out during the make-all. That's how it is. So therefore, when such a grand work which happens once in a year, under the presidentship of the Aquarian Master, that is Master C.V.V., we should have the needed preparation to move into it. It's not just we gather an evening before Mekal and close it after the morning of Mekal. So it should not be like that. So you have to assimilate, establish and anchor the energies in us so that the needed unfoldments keep happening. So may we all be blessed on the occasion of the Mekal, which happens to be the hundred eighth Mekala, eighth Mekala, including to nineteen ten. It is hundred eighth Mekala. So hundred eight is again a number of consequence. We'll try to speak of it as it comes tomorrow or day after or any other time. Thank you so much. I did not want to be so unceremonious not to relate to you, just giving prayer and getting away. So I thought I expressed some certain things which are which are useful to all of us for about twenty minutes. Just recollect them and ponder over them. It would it would do its own work within us. Thank you. Namaskar.